Hey friends, welcome to the Planet Podcast, aligning you in your mindset, nutrition, and wellness. I'm your host, Melanie Barrett, a holistic nutritionist, life, and health coach that is obsessed with helping women to confidently believe and trust in themselves to create positive change in all avenues of life. When it comes to feeling overwhelmed, being crippled by anxiety, paralyzed by what foods to eat, and how the hell to live a balanced, healthy life, I've been through it all and know that struggle personally. This is why I've dedicated my life to helping others just like you to make this world a better place, one mindset shift at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Plant Ahead podcast. As always, I'm super excited and happy and honored to be here. So you guys, let's talk about the crazy chaos that I experienced last week in the Texas snow shit show extravaganza. And so at the time of recording this, this is just a little bit later, the week post following that. And I just want to touch base a little bit on that entire situation for, I know a lot of the listeners here are locally based in Austin, but everybody is just a and other listeners are kind of just all around the country and even some in other parts of the world. So a big thing that for people that have probably heard about it on the news, it was really put out there a lot, is that for my family, we are from Cleveland, Ohio. So we are from the Midwest. Snow is nothing new to us. Ice is nothing new, even bursting pipes, all that stuff and just horrific weather is just no stranger. And we grew up with that. It's kind of what we knew. And it's also a big part of why we ended up moving out of Ohio to begin with and wanted to go to Austin, Texas, because we really wanted a change from that weather because it was just not for us. So when I looked at the forecast and knew the weather was coming, I was like, all right, I prepared, got food, all the stuff, kind of went through that. And I knew it was going to be kind of crappy out, right? So I prepared, I went to the grocery store, I got food, set us up. And then I didn't expect it to be like rain and that freezes, then a bunch of snow goes on top of it and then more ice. And then it was just chaos. And it went from being a snowstorm to holy crap, this utility. And then this utility is getting shut off and it just turns into a constant anxiety and cortisol pump all day long. And there was just a lot of emotions and things that came into play is that this city, it doesn't have the infrastructure and it's not winterized. Texas in general is not winterized. This is not weather that we normally see. Even earlier this year, it snowed, which is super rare, but the snow just came and went and it was slush by the afternoon when the kids went out there to play in it. So for this to stay and to continue to snow and to get six inches is just absolutely unheard of. And it's just the freezing temperatures that went consistently because a big thing is when it does snow, it snows and then it's it's melted right away. So for this to actually stick and stay cold is just, it's just rare. So as we navigated through the week, it just became a little bit harder. Our power kept going in and out. And then every time it would shut off, it would just be constant anxiety. Like I remember it shutting off in the middle of the night and just having a crazy panic attack. Cause I was like, it just reminded me, I'm like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? And we've had experiences a little bit like that in Ohio as well, where we lost power for multiple days. So it was just hard. And then having a preschooler is just, you know, it was tough. And then once we lost water, because we were, we were pretty positive about it, but once we lost water, it got really hard because we weren't prepared. We didn't have enough, because I'll tell you what, having a toddler likes to have particular foods is, I'll tell you what, there's no way that you can tell a three and a half year old, hey, I can't get you 
your certain snack or you can't have this food right now. They just melt down. And I'm like, oh, and plus he's also feeling our stress, so it just made it hard to begin with. So as we kind of moved through the week and then we lost the water, we just didn't have access to fresh drinking water and all the grocery stores were empty. And even the grocery stores that were open were, you had to wait in a couple hour line and some of them didn't even open because they couldn't get enough employees to make it to work to even open the damn stores. So it was just such a wild experience. It was very triggering because it reminded us a lot of when the pandemic first started, when you couldn't get food at the grocery stores, everything was out. And we were actually able to make it into a grocery store during the situation. All the meat was gone. All the milk was gone. All the eggs were gone. So it was just like the basic necessities that most people would get were gone. So it was just weird. No water on the shelves. So it, it was just a strange time. And I, I actually waited 45 minutes in a line to get into a grocery store in the freezing cold. I remember walking up in the line. Somebody looks at me. She's like, man, you're really prepared. I'm like, I'm from Ohio. It's fine. I'm like wearing this big, crazy jacket. But hey, it's what I knew. <laughs> so anyhow, as like we went through the week, this went on for a week, we literally were shoveling snow into buckets, melting it on the stove so we could put it into the back of the toilet bowl so we could flush the toilets. Like it was something that I never thought I would do, but here I was. I learned a lot from it, the sense of community with our neighbors. We really grew a lot closer and it was, it was just crazy. And then the wildest part is that as it started to warm up on Saturday, it warmed up and then Sunday, it was like practically 80 degrees and sunny and gorgeous and really nice all the snow was just gone and it was as if nothing ever happened. So, and at that point, our water wasn't back on and then it came on, then we had to, you know, continue with the boil notice. But then once everything kind of rolled back, I believe into Tuesday, I think everything felt pretty good. But for me, so I felt like I was pretty high in life, just kind of as the water warmed up, everybody's energy kind of shifted. People felt a lot better. And over the weekend, I signed on a couple of new clients. I was just so excited to work with them and really move that. So I was just floating on this really happy high. And I was pumped to start a new fresh work week because I was barely able to work last week because I didn't even get my podcast episode in last week because I just decided that most of my listeners are here in Austin and we were just going through so much and all the chaos. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to stretch myself too thin. And I just really wanted to make sure I would be here for everybody and myself. So I just felt it was best to just kind of hold off and you know, give it a little time. So here I am recording this particular episode. And I decided to record this particular episode in for a reason, which I'm going to get to here in a second. So as Monday morning rolled around, I get a phone call, as said, super excited to start the week because I wasn't able to really work much last week. My kid was able to go back to childcare, excited. I get a phone call as I'm getting my kiddo ready for school. And it, the phone call starts out saying, you're not going to like what I'm going to say, but who starts a phone call like that? First of all, come on. So then I get this phone call and says that. So when somebody says that to you, instantly it's going to make you feel a little anxious. And I'm like, oh God, what is this? And it was from my dad. So, you know, somebody like my father saying something like that makes me feel like a little kid again. So it just made me feel really uncomfortable. And then my dad says that I don't like you talking about me on your podcast. How could you do that? You know, what's wrong with you? And I was just stunned because I mean, I've never really talked too much about my story a little bit hits and bits and pieces throughout in this podcast, but not too much. But as I said in the last episode, so that last episode was about 
how I overcame anxiety and depression and ADHD. I even went into addictions and different things, how I was even groomed by my dad's best friend, all this kind of different stuff that I went through. So I, and this is the first time I tried to record that episode, as I said before, six times, and I just didn't feel like I was ready. Finally, I felt it was time and I was ready and I felt empowered to just step into this and really share it. And it felt healing. And I put it out there and I didn't say anything in great detail about things, but I actually went back in and listened to the episode because I was like, did I really say anything that wrong? So my dad, when he called me and talked to me, he said that, you know, how could you tell people that what I did, you're telling the world, the entire world that I mentally and physically abused you. And I'm like, but dad, you did. He's like, but, but and like saying all these things about I'm like, but dad, you did. This is true. It's not like I'm lying and I'm fabricating. I didn't go into great details about all the things that you did, but I just spoke my truth and my story. And this is my story. This is what I've been through. And he just started attacking me. He's like, you know, when you were a teenager, you were so hard when you were dating that guy. And I even talked about in my last episode, how I dated this really abusive guy that held my parents over his head. And I'm like, dad, yeah, I never left that guy because he would lock me in his bedroom. And then, you know, say things about you guys, like, oh, I'm going to tell your parents, da, 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 da. You know, at that point I was underage, you know, I think it was like 16, maybe or 17. So he was able to hold a lot of things over my head and pretty much force me to stay with him. My dad's like, why don't you say anything to me? I'm like, dad, I was scared of you. I didn't feel safe around you. And he was just so perplexed and like, what? And then argued a little bit more and then ended up hanging up on me. And I just remember sitting there like shaking and then going downstairs and telling my dear sweet husband, like what was going on. And it was just, it was just really, really hard on me for me to process. And it just really upset me. And another piece to all this is that not, my dad actually never listened to the podcast episode, you guys. Never did. I guess somebody in my family saw it, listened to a piece of it. I think of a friend and then an aunt or something. I'm not quite sure the entire story of who listened to who and what. But my dad never even listened to the story. He never listened to the episode. And it is just so hard because he never even took the time to actually listen. And that broke my heart as well. So as so, of course, you know, time goes by, of course, text me all these mean things and then calls my mom up, which my mom and dad are divorced, which I shared in the last episode, but they're like cool now. And they're actually get along really well now that they're no longer together. So at least that that's a good thing. But he called her like, da, 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 bitching about it. And, you know, my mom just kind of tried to stay neutral about it. She's like, I don't know. And then of course, you know, he talked to my brother about it too. My brother's like, Dad, you can't form an opinion on it. Like, just listen to the episode and see how you feel. And I'm not quite sure because I haven't actually spoken to my father since. And I'm not quite sure if he checked out the episode or not and actually listened to it to know how he feels. But when I went back in and I listened to the episode, which I always listen to my episodes a couple of times before, you know, obviously with editing and all that stuff. But I had to know, I'm like, did I really say anything that bad? And when I went back in and I listened to it, it really wasn't that bad at all in any way, shape, or form. So for me, a lot of different things came up that just really were heartbreaking. And the different pieces that came up that were heartbreaking for me was that my dad never took the time to listen. My dad just went into instant victim mode. Like, how could you tell people our family business? This is family. This has nothing to do with everybody else. But I'm like, this is my story. I 
I really wanted you guys to hear what I've been through and share that so you could understand why I had such bad anxiety, why I had such bad depression, why I had addictions and all the other things that went involved. And I finally felt strong enough, just strong enough to share and talk to you guys about it. And then once again, as I'm used to, is just like being a child, I got yelled at like I did something wrong. And it was heartbreaking. But at the same time, I felt the sense of healing that came across me, that I actually felt strong enough to finally share it and talk about it and not dull my light anymore. Because as a child, that was the biggest piece for me is that I always felt like I dulled my light and I never really stepped into who I was and wanted to, you know, go into my soul's evolution and my path and where I really wanted to be because I was too scared and in so much fear to just be me. And now that I am being me, I got put down some more and it just made me see there's a lot of different pieces and stuff that I saw that I still needed to work on. You know, when you always feel like you level up, shit comes up and, you know, when you start healing the healing journey and I always share this and say it, but it's not a linear line. It's not fast and quick. And I know I've shared every time when I started my healing journey, I remember I tried to go through it so fast. I'm like, I just want to be over that. I go through all the therapy multiple times a week and do energy healing and all the things and then meditation and journaling. I'm like, I got this is going to go by so fast. I'm going to feel so good. And years and years down the road, here I am and I'm still going along. And there's always things that are going to come up is that this process that we call life is it's absolutely beautiful, but we are humans and we have a lot of strong emotions that come up for us and it can make things really hard to navigate and sift through. And for me, as I went through this process with my family, I thought when my dad called, you know, maybe this was the time to bury the hatchet and actually sincerely and legit apologize and acknowledge that, yeah, you, you did hit me a lot. And, you know, I'm not going to go into more details about the stuff I was hit with, but it, it was very hard to process this information. And then the fact that my dad, this was his chance to be like, I'm really sorry. You know, he's apologized. Absolutely. But just, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there. And his intentions are good. And like at the end of the day, and I know I've said this too, is that my parents did the absolute best that they could. And another piece of my dad even called me on the phone and was just arguing with me. And how could I do that to the family is that I'm like, dad, you know, I don't want to hit my child. I don't want my child to have a, a, you know, a childhood like I did. I want to give him the complete opposite. I want to be better. And he even said in that moment, good for you. He's like, no, I was hit by my dad and his dad's dead. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, good for you for being the one that breaks that tie. And I'm like, damn straight I am. I'm going to be that black sheep of the family that's going to break it. I don't want to continue those patterns. And that's a big thing to share too, guys, is that when we grow up and we have these stories in these programs, because the first six years of our life set the stage for how we view and see the world through the lens of our experiences. And a lot of times that obviously has to do with our childhood. Everything's kind of stemmed and based on childhood. And that's a big thing that I've realized working with clients and even through my own journey and through therapy and all the different things. So there's a lot of stuff that's involved there. And a lot of times we do the same stories as our parents. Like, you know, for example, you got to clean your plate because your mom's mom's mom kind of always did those things. And there are a lot of things that I actually did that my family did as well. And I just didn't want to be like that. So I really tried to really rewrite that story. And that's what my healing journey has been about is rewriting those stories to actually live through my beliefs, not through the eyes of what my mom's 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 
mom's mom knew through the lens of what I want and I want to step into who I am. So to be yelled at for who I am just felt so it was just like a slap in the face. And, you know, it's hard for me to even share all this and to put this out there, but this is the truth. And it just made me see that there's a lot of things I still need to heal. There are a lot of things that I need to work on and just to become stronger and that I have come really, really far. And it just, it kind of hurt because there wasn't a moment where somebody said, you know, I'm really proud of you for how far you've come. There was never a, wow, you've been really addicted to drugs or you dated that really bad person or you've been through this. I'm so proud of you. you've come so far. I've never had a moment where, yeah, of course they said like, you know, I'm proud of you, but in terms, they think even for the direction I'm going more the holistic route with healing and doing things, you know, they'll look at me like you're taking supplements. What are you doing? Or like running labs, like that's so strange. And I'll talk about some like gut bacteria or clostridia and, or I'll talk about genes and getting like certain genes tested and they'll look at me and cross their eyes and just think I'm speaking a different language. And I'm like, okay. And they just think I'm weird, which it is what it is, but I have my beliefs and I have my way of living and being healthier. And I've seen the results that not only I've gotten for myself, but for clients that this stuff is real. And there's so much healing that can just completely transform and change your life. So for anybody listening that's been through a lot with their family and, you know, no matter what you feel like you just can't get away from the burden and to become who you are. And just, for example, let's say like you have a mother that, you know, just acts like, oh, you need me. You got to have me around or something like that. And when you have a mother that treats you like that, you feel like you need her or you're in a relationship let's say where your significant other is not emotionally there for you. They're not there to support you or help you. You're having a hard time. And then you, but that's all you knew growing up. So then you end up staying in this relationship because it's just familiar and what you know. And that those are the things we gravitate towards. So that's all the stuff that can really be affect us. And for me, I mean, I dated really bad people and it was all I knew because the, this, the dysfunction and the drama and the trauma and that type of life and that type of mindset is all I knew. And that that's what I went for. So it's just almost funny that I got yelled at for dating people that were not good for me, but I'm like, that's all I knew. And that's how I was taught. And that's how I was raised to not feel safe. So I would always go towards people that never made me feel safe. So for everybody, we, we can move past this. As you can see that we go towards things that are familiar, but yet we know they're not right. It's about building up that part of our brain to recognize and see those behaviors, gain that awareness and to set that stuff free. And it can also feel daunting sometimes to be a human because it's not easy. It's really, really hard to go through this stuff, but at the same time, it's very, it's healing. It's powerful and it's beautiful when you actually start to recognize this stuff. So if you're listening, you're like, I feel like I have a weird relationship with my family or I'm dating somebody that really does remind me of my mother or my father or something like that. And I don't like it. This is your opportunity to really see it and just create better boundaries for yourself. And that's one big piece that I wanted to share is that through my experience recently, even I broke down after this, I was really upset and crying, you know, and my super amazing husband has just been the most supportive person. I, I can't even tell you enough how much I love this guy. He has been there. He's been my damn rock and he hasn't gone through the trauma and stuff. And 
prior to him, I always dated people that have been through a lot of trauma, you know, and misery loves company. So we were able to relate and go back and forth on our trauma and our pain. So it was never really healing. There was a lot of dysfunction. So having this amazing person that hasn't gone through a lot, just be this vessel of light in my life and this really amazing growth mindset really who was my yin to my yang. We were able to balance each other out in such a beautiful way that he's just been my savior. And he just was super blunt with me, which I appreciate, but he's like, Melanie, I think there's some more stuff that you need to, to work on and to heal. And I think you're, you know, you're, you're, you're sad. Your parents, you know, they, you feel hurt. And I'm not going to go into great, great detail as about all of that, but the the fascinating piece is that it did really make me see that a i felt really healing to share my story and put it out there and even to be here to talk about this even more it's almost like it's kind of scary to be like oh god what's gonna happen next but this is my fucking truth this is what's going on like for real this is my life and i don't want to dull my goddamn light anymore but my it made me really see that I need to make clear boundaries. And when you think you have good boundaries with people, sometimes you could always question it and go back and look at it. And another piece to all this is that you you think you have things figured out and you're like, oh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I'm all done. And it's just a constant ever going process and that things are not gonna always just, things are gonna have ebbs and flows. And that's how I kind of look at it. You're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days, right? We right? We're humans. We all do that. But to really realize that, oh, there is, this is an area, this is a gray area that needed to be worked on. And this is what made me see that, yes, there's a gray area that needed to be worked on. And yes, I moved to Austin to kind of start a new life and not only to get away from the snow, but to just start a new life for my son and really do something different for all of us. And that's what we're here doing. But there was just more pieces that need to be worked on. And I just want to challenge you guys to really take that step back and a question. If you feel like as I was talking in this episode and things that were kind of coming up and, you know, you personally feel like you could connect to some of it in some way or another, really question that and challenge it and get a journal out and do some brain dumping on those thoughts. Cause there could be bits and pieces here that you could be working on too. And through all of this, I realized there's more journaling and stuff I need to do and more personal development and things I need to work through. And instead of looking at it, like, oh man, like, woe is me. I'm a victim. I'm going to look at it in a different light and say, this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to heal. This is a better opportunity for me to be a better mother, to be a better wife, to be a better friend, to be a better coach, a better practitioner, all the things. And that that's what's most exciting to me is that this is an opportunity to grow. And these little pieces to grow are presented to us every single day. And we have the choice if we want to accept it and be like, yes, I want to become better. Or you want to fall in, into more of that little victim mode and be like, no, I'm going to keep this safe. I'm going to keep it right here. I'm not ready to let that go. And if you're not ready to let that go, that's okay too. Cause sometimes it does take time to navigate and move through that process, but at least gaining the awareness is the first step. And then as you, when you're ready to let that go and set that story free and to release it and let go of that belief, that's when the acceptance can start to come into play. And when you, as you start to accept things, that's how you can move through and release and let go. So it's a constant process of accepting and awareness and acceptance and moving through. And that's the thing with all of it. And it doesn't all happen overnight. It definitely takes some time. And there's just a lot of grace and compassion that is involved here. But I just really want to share that you can, you can do this. You can be strong enough. Finding the right 
therapist to help you get through it or even working with the right practitioner to help you through it. And I mean, for me, being a life coach is huge for me because I can help people through the emotional side of stuff, not only with that, but then with the food piece. So there's a lot of stuff that's involved between getting your routines locked in to feeling really good there to looking at your relationship with food and, you know, your personal hygiene to how your gut health is. There's just a lot that's involved. And then also looking at the limiting beliefs and the stories that come from childhood. So there's a lot of different stuff there. And then as you kind of see it, you can create those better boundaries, not only with other people, but with yourself to really start living that life that you desire and really want and dream about. And that's the magic about all of it. Like truly deeply from the bottom of my heart is just really figuring out and seeing all of that and just, just moving through it and letting it go. So for anybody listening, if you feel like, hey, this really did hit, as I said, be on the journaling. If you ever would want to hop on a call, no obligation, just to chit chat and talk. I'm totally here for you guys because you said I've personally gone through so much of it too. And I work with clients and help them move through that stuff. And everything in our lives are all, it's all related, like all of it. And that's the weird thing. How, if you're having a bad day with certain things, is this triggered from work? Is this triggered from childhood? Does this have to do with food or maybe, you know, I'm not sleeping well, all the different things, what's going on in my gut. There's just so much that can be involved, but it's all connected. It's all correlated. And it's really beautiful as you start to create this harmony and this new dynamic for yourself, things can really kind of make a shift and a change. So at the end of the day, I just share this episode with all of you as hard as it was. I really thought about it. I'm like, should I do this? This feels like it's so wrong, but it just felt right to me. I feel that I'm on a path to creating the best life for myself and all those, those opportunities, those bits and those pieces that kind of come up and are presented, they're here for you guys. And then if you feel like you're ready to see them and talk about them, now's your chance. Here's that golden opportunity to really question that stuff. Get out a journal, set a timer for three to five minutes and whatever's on your mind, just brain dump it. Just get a scrap piece of paper and when you're done, burn it, rip it up into little pieces. Nobody has to see it. It takes those thoughts and those feelings out of your head and onto paper and release it and let it go. And that's what this is all about is just really moving through it and just feeling better, creating those strong boundaries with other people and just really accepting like this is what it is. And I just, you can become a better, stronger, best version of yourself every single time you take that opportunity to level up. So I hope this episode helped. I hope it really resonated and helped you kind of see things in a different light because it was it was a big one for me to share, but this is a big piece of us and as humans. So I love all you guys and I appreciate you listening to this from the bottom of my heart. So I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you love what you heard, please leave me a review and share this episode with someone you feel may benefit. For more inspiration, join the conversation with me on Instagram at planahead.co. There you will find a link in my bio to my free mindful and meal prep guide that'll kickstart your wellness journey today. Until next time, remember, even through your hardest days, we are all made of stardust.